There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Sorry for that flawed open, Alice. Okay. It's all good. It's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. You're welcome. How's your Father's Day been? It's been lovely. How's yours been? Good. Still thinking about the 31 today? Mm Mm-hmm. Care to... uh, No. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you, though. My pleasure. Hey, at least I can do, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The fundamental... Responsibility of government is infrastructure and defense, right? Mm-hmm. We all have our fundamental responsibilities, so. So true. All right. So um, I want to start right here with this week with uh, the State of the Union with Jake Tapper. And he honored Father's Day here at the end of the show. <clears throat> he clipped on a little anecdote um, about a father. Okay. Because it's, you know, it's Father's Day, so you'd want to... Makes do- sense. Makes yeah, sense. absolutely. So this is there's this is a straight up... They call it... if This is in the Senate. They call this a clean bill. It's a straight <laughs> up homage to Fathers by uh, Jake Tapper at the end of the show. Again and again, happy Father's Day to you, sir. Thanks, Jake. You too. Coming up next, fathers, right sons, here. putting family before everything else. We're going to tell you a personal story next. All right, here it's coming. As we celebrate Father's Day, we got to thinking about the qualities that make a good dad, such as love, patience, support, loyalty, standing up for your kid and having their back, even when it's difficult, especially when it's difficult. I want to tell you about a striking example we just saw of that, a dad standing up for his son. After the Christian Reformed Church voted this week that to be a member of their denomination, you need to agree with the church's position opposing same-sex marriage. That decision caused some pain, including to one particular member of the church we know who's gay. He said after watching the vote on a live stream at a friend's house, quote, um, I cried the whole Uber home. 
I hope the delegates who go home tonight to their spouses pause for a moment about their decision that precludes me by no choice of my own from going home to mine. I hope you are much, much kinder to your own LGBTQ children in your own families than you were mm. to me, unquote. That man we know, that man of faith, is named Ryan Strzok, and he's a senior producer for this show. His dad, Dave Strzok, is a pastor for a Christian Reformed congregation in Michigan, a 61-year member of the church and a former denominational board member. And I want to show you how Dave Strzok responded after the vote. On behalf of the pain that was caused to many in the LGBTQ community, um, including my son, and the message that was sent for so many people that they're not welcome in the CRC, um, I will be leaving Synod in protest. That is what Ryan is thinking about today, this Father's Day. A father who did something really, really hard to stand up for his son. Happy Father's Day to Ryan's dad and to my dad and to all the dads out there. Father's Day anecdote. Yeah, Very... totally not nope. political what? or... I didn't notice anything. <laughs> what are you saying? You say it wasn't a father's. It wasn't simply a Father's Day tribute. So wait a second. What did the church do again? The it sounds like the Reformed Church voted to continue the same position that they've had, which is to not marry gay people. And that hurts. well, not even actually technically not to not marry gay people, but to not marry same sex couples. Right. Okay. I assume they allow gay people to get married to the opposite sex, like everybody else. And why did Ryan cry the whole Uber home? Which is so Washington D.C. Beltway producer talk. <laughs> um, because he's up at Starbucks. Because the Reformed Church doesn't want to marry him to a man. Right, and somehow that affects him. I mean, he grew up in that church, I guess, but they've never married men the whole time he's been there. Right, it's not like a new thing that they came up with this week to exclude him. That's always been that way. I think it's interesting because I think it speaks to... Are there, are there churches, by the way, are there any churches that will marry gay people? Yeah. Are there more than a couple? Yeah, like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like Unitarian Universalists. And the first Congregationalists con- now Congregational gone. churches tend to... How, how this of, generation... Um, I cried the whole Uber home. Just, you know, I'm an Uber kind of person. I don't have a gas-guzzling SUV in town. Oh, you pussy. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, truly, like, almost all Protestant denominations have gone this route. Like, Yes, yes. At least in in the ones that I see around. Like, I don't see a Protestant church without a rainbow flag. But it's interesting because it really speaks to, like, what is... A religion supposed to be right and like i mean the phrase cafeteria catholic is in our lexicon that like you know you are a catholic but you go to church and you pick out what you want from it like a cafeteria and you just decide like what works for you and what doesn't work for you and you know i i do think it's interesting because it gets at this it gets at this real it really key issue of like what a religion is supposed to be and somebody on a religion podcast i listened to made this point like a while ago like if you 
are picking your religion based on like the fact that you agree with everything that it says and that you know all of its positions are just your positions right right then how are you being challenged and asked to grow by a religion that's a great point it's if it's not asking you to do anything hard if it's not asking you to give anything up if it's not challenging your underlying beliefs if your religion is just what i think is right all the time then you're just worshiping you and that's like modern right. protestantism in a lot of cases for a lot of people modern protestantism is i'll read the bible and decide what i think it means which coincidentally is always what my opinion was before i started reading the bible <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's never wow that really this passage in the Bible really convicted me and took me to task and made me go like, wow, I've had this wrong or like, I'm the bad character in this story. Like, if you don't see yourself in the Pharisees in the Bible and if you don't see yourself in the bad guys in the Bible, in Herod and in Pilate and in the people, you know, putting Jesus on the cross, then you have been reading it to make yourself happy and not to, you know, n not y or to convict other people more than yourself. But like the Bible's supposed to be written to you. Mm -hmm. The condemnations are for you. Like the point is supposed to be to challenge you. But all religions really ha have always had to be a practice to challenge you, right? Like there's some quote I want to say, I think it was like a Jewish scholar or religious person mm -hmm. who said this and I totally don't remember where I heard this now but he said something like you know why is the religion so preoccupied with like who you're sleeping with and what you're eating and he's like well what else should a religion be preoccupied with like what else is there to to do to challenge you or get you to um you know to adjust your way of life like that's mostly what we spend our time thinking about is how to feed ourselves and give right. ourselves pleasure and make ourselves happy. If a religion doesn't restrict those things, like what good could it possibly be? What what could it possibly be right. telling and, you and to do? Adherence to the religion as well are going to... Um, but there are you also people adherence to religion have to make uh, make um, changes within themselves as well to adhere to for the strictures of the religion right. that will will impose limitations on them and encourage different behaviors on it. it Right. That's what the project it's is. It's supposed to change you. Exactly. If which you're is not why being changed like, by the religion, and, then what and, the heck is the point of it? And, and some of them, like, I don't like, I don't love either. Like, for instance, Dave, Ben Shapiro told Dave Rubin that he wouldn't attend, have attended his gay wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's an Orthodox Jewish person, Ben Shapiro, and mm -hmm. he just wouldn't do it. And, 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 and uh, Ruben was like, oh, really? I mean, but we're friends. And he says, yeah, but we're friends. And But but I can't do that. So, so, like, there are things that you have to do. I believe, I don't think you and I were regarded as being married in your church, isn't that not, not true? until we got married in the church? Until yeah. we got married in the church, but before that, everybody else had us married. The state had us married. The um, well, yes, just the state had us married. Yeah, but um, 
But right. And, and you know, it would have made me happy if they had acknowledged our marriage. But no, you have to do... Th Sometimes it just doesn't work out for you. Not everything in life is going to make all the accommodations in every place for you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you make decisions in life or things just are in life so that some things aren't going to work out for you. So this kid can't get, you know, the kid crying in the Uber all the way home can't get married in that particular church. He can get married in all sorts of other churches. It's just the rules of the church. Churches are spiritual places with moral guideposts that, you know, that comes from scripture or the freaking archdiocese or whatever, depending. So, mm -hmm. so... It's like, sorry, it's such an entitled thing. I cried, I cried the whole Uber home, mm -hmm. the whole Uber. Wow, from Pennsylvania Avenue to Massachusetts Avenue, Washington D.C., the whole Uber. Just so you know how bad this rocked me, bitch. Oh God, <laughs> people have real problems. And by the way, you know that mm -hmm. the church, and and I have no problem at all with gay marriage. In in I just don't. Okay. But that church, I bet you that church is does some wonderful work. And I bet you they also help gay people. They probably do some wonderful work helping all sorts of people. I assume they don't ask, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and to, to just like to use this Father's Day uh, segment to just bash a church, the new Christian church. Mm -hmm. How freaking, these people are so full of themselves Ugh. Ugh. right it's fascinating but it reminds me too so there was this article that i read about astrology this week this was in the washington post and this fascinated me because astrology is like more popular in the united states than ever and the article gets at a little bit of this that part of the reason people are turning to astrology is because it's kind of like religion it's but, mystical, but there but aren't hard rules. Nobody make, nobody's right. asking anything of you. It's not challenging you. It's not asking you to grow or uh, change anything about <coughs> and yourself. And the boys aren't in charge. Kaylin LaRock was born January 1, 1996. To her, it's far more than merely her date of birth. It's the date that determines parts of her personality, her passions, her romantic interests, and to some degree her life decisions. Like others who ascribe to astrology, she's a firm believer that celestial objects have a direct effect on human life. Learning about astrology, LaRock explained, has enhanced her self-awareness and deepened her bonds with others. So she's born in 1996. I so... have one question about her. Mm -hmm. I don't see a picture of her in the article. Okay. Um, so that makes her, how old? What, 27? I guess so, yeah. Um... Learning about astrology has enhanced her self-awareness and deepened her bonds with others. She knows who she is cosmically compatible with and conversely with whom she is not. I'll never date a Pisces again, she half-jokingly declared. Astrology is a useful introspective tool for people who want to delve deeper into themselves, said LaRock, 27, a Boston-based middle school teacher and yoga instructor. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The best thing we can do as people is to learn about ourselves and try to improve. LaRock is not alone in turning to astrology as a means of self-improvement, introspection, and personal growth. The astrology field is booming, a trend driven by younger generations, evidenced by countless websites and platforms that cater to the ast astrologically inclined. 
co-star Personalized Astrology, which is ranked among the top 40 lifestyle apps in the country, along with Zodiac-centric dating apps, dozens of astrology podcast books, and astrology meme accounts on social media. Mercury in retrograde has become a household phrase. The global astrology industry was valued at $12.8 billion in 2021, up from $2.2 billion in 2018. Astrologers say the field has surged. Uh, the most salient of which reasons is better accessibility through technology. Next is the pandemic, the perilous mental health crisis <laughs> it propelled. Her, her first name is Kaylin? Uh, spelled um, K-A-E-L-E-N. Of course it is. And her last name is spelled L-A-R-O-C-Q-U-E. Um, oh. Uh, Definitely over the past decade, there's been a rising interest, but even more so since the pandemic, said Tracy Rogers, a Philadelphia-based astrologer and life coach. There were a lot of people reaching out and wanting guidance on how to navigate these times. Not everyone views astrology's rising prominence as a positive development. So supposedly like a quarter of Americans believe in it, um, et cetera, but like they're worried that people aren't believing science. Although... Frankly, like with the track record of science during the pandemic, I wouldn't put all my stock in that either. Um, for LaRock, incorporating astrology into her life isn't necessarily about buying into every word she reads in her horoscope. She doesn't view astrology as one size fits all, but rather an adaptable ideology. Oh, excellent. You pick and choose what resonates with you and what doesn't, she said. LaRocca Capricorn became astrologically curious seven years ago in the wake of a bad breakup with, unsurprisingly, a Pisces. Now it would take a lot of convincing for her to get involved with a potential partner of that sun sign. Rogers noted, as LaRock did, that many people tap into astrology to help themselves handle hardship or cope with change. Um, so then, like, they go into a bunch of... They talk to a bunch of scientists who say that astrology doesn't do anything. Um, but Rogers, the Philadelphia Philadelphia astrologer, said that in her experience, millennials and Gen Z are more curious about themselves and their lives and are therefore more inclined to relate to astrology. For Caroline Kingsley, 38, astrology is not a focal point of her daily life. Rather, it is a source of comfort and something that helps her connect with others. An actress in New York City, Kingsley reads her horoscope every day. It makes me feel good, she explained. It feels more like a space, almost like a journal. I don't have to carry around or write in, just an internal conversation with myself. In Kingsley's eyes, the fact that astrology is not scientifically sound is neither here nor there. Whether I believe it or not doesn't matter, she said. It's more fluid than I think most of our culture is built. She was raised Christian and struggled to relate to the religion. Astrology resonates more. It gets such a bad rap for being non-sciencey and being fake, but at the end of the day, it's about looking at the stars in the sky. And in my opinion, that's less weird than looking at a mysterious book of stories dropped off in the desert, she said, which is a total ignoramus thing to say. Whatever. She said, adding that astrology is generally less prescriptive than religion. Mm -hmm. I think that's the beauty of it, Kingsley added. You can use it any way you want to. Micah Daniels, 28, a photographer and producer from Toronto, has been avid about astrology since she was a teen. It doesn't drive her decisions, but it helps her process reality. <laughs> if something is presenting and pressing in my life or I'm noticing a pattern, I'll go back and reference my chart and see the connection between what's going on in the sky and where those placements are for me personally. Perhaps that's the point. Even if it's more fiction than fact, astrology serves as a tool for personal growth for those that choose to believe in it. Astrology is the language of the stars, and astronomy is the science, Daniel says. Whether you want to learn that language is up to you. 
So I will tell you, I had an assumption when you mm-hmm. started reading about me, Kaylin and the Rock. Mm-hmm. I had an assumption. Yes. And and I have met people in my life who also talk about the important Pisces, and I'm not going to date this anymore or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm generally a fan of them. They're generally, I find it not to be brilliant. But you find them to be attractive. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, Kaylin Rock fits the bill. So you're a fan of Kaylin Lamar. I am a fan. I'm. I've always been attracted to. And this is from. Remember, I told you about my my first kind of long girlfriend mm-hmm. from Malden, who had who had been romantic with two thirds of the people in that mm-hmm. town. Yep. She was big into that. She, it into sounded astrology. like her voice exactly. Oh, we, we were doing astrology. This is important, and like, I had to work on this because I was a Capricorn, and that was my entrepreneur. <laughs> Oh, and she what was. What was her sign? I don't even remember. I don't remember. But, but she. But I, it's funny because I I caught up to her like when I first got Facebook mm-hmm. and said like messaged her or whatever, and, and she said, "Oh, hi, how you doing?" And there were like eighty three typos. And I, thought, I, I forgot she was really. She was. She was only prolific. In other things. But, but anyway, mm-hmm. so I like her. I endorse this. I endorse astrology. I'm for the astrology set. And um, it, there are there is literally that level of person that feels that being um, spiritual but not religious is like a a deep thing to say. Mm-hmm. You know? No, but it's actually just pure selfishness. But that's what, and they want everything to become that for them. That's what Mr. Crying in the Uber all the way home wants. Yes. Wants the Reformed Church, which notoriously has is super strict. They're like way into Calvinist, um, like once saved, always saved. Um, what's the thing that like people are irredeemably bad and I forget the exact mm. phrase for it. Um that there's yeah they're very calvinist like incredibly strict theology i have my own issues with reform theology but um like i it's not it's not an a la carte uh religious situation did we get another wedding ring for our serbian wedding no we used the same ones we did yeah um so I want to hit another thing, um, another just little thing that Tapper said. Jake Tapper is somebody who we were having dinner with last night said that he thought the Tapper was the most sinister of all of the media people because yeah. he pretends to be straightforward and in earnest, and he's right. Tapper right. is the most the most pernicious of all these guys. Just one other thing, you know, you you, you just heard his Father's Day anecdote. Just a tip mm-hmm. of the hat to fathers. Well, here's a, another thing. He's speaking with Rep. Mike Turner. Who is hit one of his committees? He's a Republican. One of his committees is working, is studying the Durham revelations right. that there was nothing to going on. Um, well, that that um, that not only did the FBI know about uh, Biden and Hunter Biden, et cetera, but the mm-hmm. crossfire hurricane stuff is all BS, whatever. But anyway, so he's talking to him about that. I want you to p- pick up on the incredible irony. Of something Jake Tapper says here. What he wants to do, by the way, is make sure there's no equivalency between 
most of this interview was about to make sure there's no equivalency between Biden's documents and Trump's documents, because there can't be, because Trump is especially bad. Right. But then listen to this part of it. What, what's concerning here is not that a campaign would make those accusations. The Clinton campaign uh, did opposition research, or the Clinton campaign made these accusations. It's when it comes to you um, as the government speaking. When the government opens an investigation over uncorroborated Im- information that they take directly from a political campaign— and they make it a government investigation. I mean, this was not just the initial investigation itself that it resulted it's in the special dossier prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Every investigation that has occurred, including now the Durham report, make, is conclusively states that this was a result of people who had political bias who undertook an investigation based upon total uh, Clinton campaign funded uh, research that was uncorroborated and turned out to be even untrue. And that's where you have to be concerned. When, when your government's lying to you, when your government is telling you that something has happened that has not happened, that's when our committee has to be involved. And that's when we have to look at what, what happened here. How do we make certain this doesn't happen again? How do we make certain that, that we don't have uh, people with a political bias entering into political campaigns and using the, uh, the authority of the government to have um, you know, major media and uh, the government take actions that, that are not based on truth? You've said you want to explore possible changes to the FBI. Uh, Director Ray has said he's already made a, a, a ton of changes. Um, it's fixed. And Special Don't Counsel Durham did not recommend, quote, any wholesale changes in the guidelines and policies that the department and the FBI. Jake need. looking out for his establishment friends, you know, from his cul-de-sac. Right. The FBI said they already fixed everything now have in place, unquote. So what do you want to consider changing? Sure. So what you're talking about is the portion of the Durham report that relates to the FISA, the Foreign um, <clears throat> Surveillance Act and the, um, yeah, the issue FISA of warrant, the court correct. itself and, and the and the uh, whole application process where the FBI lied to the FISA court to get... Um, yeah, and that, and that FBI agent, I believe, was disciplined uh, and well, prosecuted. Well, what we have found maybe. is that there are problems in the entire process with the FISA courts <clears throat> um, in which people are not held accountable. And um, it's across the board that, that there is in bipartisan, bicameral, that people believe that this needs to be changed. Now, Durham didn't say, I don't recommend any changes, meaning there are no changes that need to be made. He said in the document. That he, he said delivered. no wholesale changes. Right. He said part. in the yeah. document he delivered, he didn't think it was appropriate to include those. He did, however, and I've spoken to him directly, agree that he would give us his insight as to what changes he thinks need to be made. And that's the work that our community is doing. Our, our committee is doing. We're pulling him in uh, to our committee to say, OK, now that we've seen that there there were abuses, that this was wrong, and that there are problems with uh, FISA itself. What are the recommendations that you think we should pursue? Here are some things we're looking at. What do you think of these? So it's a closed-door testimony, closed-door hearing. I hope that you'll, you know, issue whatever you can publicly so we can report on it. Thank you so much for being here today. Appreciate it, Mr. Chairman. Next, this week. I hope that you issue the report publicly so that we can report on it. The report about the dossier that Durham is doing about, you know, how the feds cooked up the dossier. Mm-hmm. Jake hopes that the that, that report will be made public so that he can report on it. When the dossier story was made public by Tapper right. itself. So this, t- Tapper is now on both ends. He lit the fire and now he wants to report it on the fire. Right, exactly. It's He can be, like, it, he was the problem, specifically. He was Jake Tapper was the problem, and this pretending just doesn't see doesn't see you know it, it whatsoever. What do you mean? 
Yeah. I hope you, you can. Because that's been the whole media, especially with Trump this entire time. They've all been going, when is Trump going to be arrested? He needs to be arrested. And then he gets arrested and they're like, see, the first former president to ever be indicted. Can you believe this historic dark day? Like, you've been cheerleading for this for years. What are you talking about? Yep. Like, don't act shocked now. Like, what? It's so weird. It's so weird, like you say, to light the fire and then pretend to be like, wow, a fire. This is incredible. Like, we know, you guys, you're, they're just activists. That's all it is. And it's so weird how they, like, run cover for Biden, too. So we were talking about this today, about uh, Biden's dog face pony soldier comment back in the day and how you, when this happened... um. Someone that you know in news asked you, like, what you were going to be reporting on. You said, we're going to talk about the dog face pony soldier thing. And what did they say to you? Yeah, he, this is, yeah, this is the guy who ran a TV station in Boston. He said, he said uh, uh, oh, no, no, it's an old John Wayne thing. Everybody knows that. It's, it's nothing. It's an old John Wayne thing. It's nothing. It's not a John Wayne thing. He absolutely, and because I was, I knew, that I'm, I, I figured he was in the news. That's an incredible, weird line in in this video that I so I assume he covered it and he absolutely stamped it out. Yeah, like literally nobody has ever said dog face pony soldier in the world and all of the media acted like that was a totally normal thing that was definitely from a John Wayne movie and like if you hadn't heard of it you were crazy. It's like the right. weird gaslighting oh, totally. you haven't heard dog face pony that's a thing Everybody that says people it. say. And now so play the Biden clip from Connecticut. Oh, they got which, a lot of coverage. Which one is it? I God get, save the queen one, please. Give it a, give it a second. It's going to take me a second yeah. to get up there. We get so, a lot of stuff. Because, so Axios had to, Biden is once again saying insane things, but, um, and they can't figure it out. His press people can't make excuses for it because he's just crazy and they don't know what to say. So Axios had to publish this story, which is, it's an odd story, I think, to publish when the president is out of his mind. But uh, Alex Thompson at Axios writes, President Biden often uses old-timey expressions that confound even his own staff. That happened again on Friday when he ended a speech on gun violence with God save the Queen, man. Even Olivia Dalton, the White House's principal deputy press secretary, didn't know what her boss meant. When journalists asked, she replied only that he was commenting to someone in the crowd. Oh, wait, sorry. Here it is. All right. God save the queen, man. Of course, he's in Connecticut. Um, he also walks off the stage in the wrong way and they have to pull him back. When journalists asked, she replied only that he was commenting to someone in the crowd. Later, the White House didn't respond when Axios asked what Biden had meant. So if I were a reporter or an editor... That would be interesting to me that the White House said something that obviously didn't make sense that he was talking to someone in the crowd and then refused to respond when we when you asked what he meant by the phrase. The right. White House can't tell us what he meant by saying God save the queen at the end of a speech in Connecticut about gun violence. And then if you look on Twitter on the video, you can find a bunch of people saying like, oh, that's just an old fashioned thing that like old people say. My grandfather used to say, God save the queen all the time. Like, no, he didn't. Nobody's right. ever said that. That's not a normal freaking thing to say. And it's not normal that the White House, if you go to them and you say, Biden said this, what did he mean? 
refuses to answer the question? That's a freaking news story we if have, you work in covering politics, course, is it not? So, of course, which should be uh, following up on the fact that less than 24 hours earlier, he had his hands on Eva Longoria's but that's breasts. Not, that's not what Axios' conclusion is that they no. draw. Why it matters, writes Alex Thompson at Axios, Biden's quirky aphorisms are sometimes weaponized by Republicans to insinuate that the 80-year-old president is in mental decline. But Biden has been using unique phrases for years. Even some of his aides aren't exactly sure what he means by them. Well, like, doesn't that make you wonder? Right. <coughs> Flashback. <clears throat> Biden also said God save the queen when he was vice president in January 2017 after he certified Donald Trump's 2016 election victory, the Telegraph reported at the time. <clears throat> Axios asked several current and former Biden aides what the phrase meant. Several gave different answers, and some said they still aren't sure. As a proud Irishman whose ancestors probably weren't fans of the crown, Biden may use the phrase as sarcasm. Oh, well, good. I'm glad Alex Thompson at Axios can spin out some yarn of how he imagines. Just because at the end of the day, take it from us. It's not a bad thing. He's, you know, and he probably doesn't like also, the queen because he, like, the queen's not even alive. At least in 2017, there was a queen. Like, we call that, that's just Joe being Joe, and it's not a thing. And that goes for the Eva Longoria breast, too. That's also not, it's Joe being Joe. Keep moving along, please. <laughs> and he goes on, Biden has an arsenal of wacky phrases he deploys. It's just wacky. Stop weaponizing it. During this year's State of the Union, he told Republican lawmakers, lots of luck in your senior year. Some Biden allies believe that's his way of saying good luck with that. But at the time, the White House declined to tell the New York Times what he meant. <laughs> really? That seems crazy. And, most and some, administration We're not tell you. <laughs> some administration officials still chuckle about how they don't quite know either. Oh, well, the president just says stuff and we don't know what it means. And nobody's bothered to ask him, I guess. On the campaign trail in New Hampshire in 2020, Biden sort of jokingly called a skeptical voter a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Who was a demure woman who had a legit question. Yeah, and he called her, a, not that jokingly, actually, no, a lying dog-faced pony soldier. He's claimed in the past the line was from Don Wayne, but film aficionados haven't been able to find the movie. It's weird. It's weird that the film aficionados can't find it. But they all gaslit us and told us that was it's just a John oh, yeah. Wayne thing. You don't know that? Oh, well, obviously, of course, everybody that was, says calls people dog-faced pony soldiers. That was leading up to the election, soldiers. so they had to, because Biden had to win. So we're not going to... Everybody calls people dog-faced pony soldiers. It's, it's a totally normal thing. It's for, a normal answer for somebody at a town hall who has real questions. It's a normal an answer. And then they go even more. For, they go even further here. There is a 1952 film called Pony Soldier, but John Wayne is not in it. Oh, that's see. See, it's it's, pony. you know, and I love that they went out of their way. Yes. Like if Trump said that, they'd immediately be like, he lied and said there was a John Wayne oh, film. Oh my goodness. But in this case, they're like going out of their way to find some other movie that has a sort of similar title. Yeah. Even though it doesn't John, have. I've heard the John Wayne read for it, so. <laughs> you know, you know, it, but it's the same as like, well, Biden is Irish, so maybe he doesn't like the queen. So like for him, it's like something he says is a joke. We still he won't tell us what he meant when he said it. But that's we came up with this reason. What do you think? Bottom line, there are legitimate questions about Biden's age and stamina as he runs for a second term. But his offbeat proverbs are just Biden being Biden. Biden being Biden. I, I still can't go over the Longoria thing. Is that is it that that happened? Is it that it was so shocking for all of us to see it that the half of the country is pretending it didn't happen now? 
Yeah, they can't. He they have to had his they hands that, on her rack. Oh, I know. They were like mastermind conspiracy theorists when it came to like Donald Trump and whether or not he was holding Melania's hand and like right. what his eye contact meant and how all this stuff with Donald Trump and how he interacted with people. Everything was like little red circles around like his hand in slow motion in the back. But for some reason, Biden literally is like feeling a famous actress's chest at a White House event and the, on camera. To the and point they, where she... They're like not worried about it. She throws his hands off She pushes off him away. Yeah. Right. Right. She pushed him away because his hands were in the no-go zone, in the no-fly zone. Which is even creepier because right. it's done in a sly way, which means if you're the woman, you have to endure it. And he has... Uh, uh, is there any uh, for the people denial. on the left? Is there any like power dynamic there with the leader of the free world, where he shouldn't be grabbing people's chests Freaking at the remarkable. White House? Like, nope, no, nope. ignore. It's n- not happening. It's so. In- I mean, forget the fact that was like only one facet of the weirdness of that entire thing with Eva Longoria, where she. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. He's making a movie about this guy who made a Cheetos flavor that it turns out is based in for what everybody's known for years is entirely based on a lie that this story about the Flaming Hot Cheetos is like completely a fabrication. But she made a movie about this made up thing. But because she's a big Biden donor, they promote it at the White House. Like that already. Like, why are we having movie promotions for Hollywood people at the the White House? About apocryphal stories that ridiculous. Well, the the irony is... It's just insanity. That they caught on the commentary podcast is that... um, um, is that the, the immigrant kids coming up from Mexico are being thrown into uh, making, have a flaming hot Cheeto dust all over them, remember? Did you not read, read about that? Mm-mm, no, that part. Yeah, uh, these the kids being trafficked into America were working in, in flaming hot Cheeto factories and had <sighs> Cheeto dust all over them. Who needs to register as a federal licensed gun dealer? In Connecticut again. Because a federally licensed gun dealer is required by law to run background checks on those he's selling a weapon to. And in most cities down in Philadelphia and New York, areas I know well, like up here, you'd see a truck pull up, pull to the curb and selling weapons, selling guns, selling AR-15, selling Uh weapons. Well, guess what? You do that now, you go to jail. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Anybody want to fact check him on any of this stuff? No. Any of this stuff? No. And what did he do with any of that? Anyone? Is there, like, it's, but it's all pretend and stupid. I mean, I don't it even know what to say about it. Buy stabilized braces. Put a pistol on a brace, it may, turns into a gun. Makes it more, you can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. Uh-huh. That's not true. Um, it, when he's up there with Fetterman, too, I want him in Fetterman to be touring. I want him, Fetterman, and Die Fi <laughs> out on the trail. It's so mean. I want them to be allowed to go home and to, like, the rehabilitation center where they obviously need to go. Like, maybe Fetterman's wife and his campaign should have just let him recover from his freaking stroke instead of whatever this scary horrific thing is that we're doing and now i'm standing next to the president again next to a a collapsed bridge here and he is here to commit to work with the the governor and the 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 delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick fast as well too Mm -hmm. this is a president that is committed to infrastructure yeah and then on top of that at the the jewel uh kind of a uh uh, law of the inflation uh, uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this all across the America getting rebuilt. And now... All right. That's the guy. Yeah. So um, what are your thoughts on the Joe Rogan uh, thing? With Kennedy? Um, I mean, obviously it's a good move for Kennedy to be on Rogan. And now they're like challenging Peter Hotez to this debate about the and, vaccines. And Hotez is another one of these crazies. Him, Fauci, Francis Collins, he's another crazy. They're all nuts. They're all frauds and they're all grifters. I have no time for them. They get on the on the circuit, man, and they love life. And Hotez is just like the rest of them. Well, yeah, and that's, I think, why it bothers me. In general, like, I, I don't tend to necessarily think that internet debate is like the end-all be-all of determining ultimately what's truth in the world right like so you know if if he hadn't spent the last few years trying to make himself into an internet personality then i would have more sympathy with his like i'm not going to go on rogan to debate you but like you chose to want to be an internet talking head personality grifter you know, profit guy that people turn to. So, you know what? Then if that's like what you're going to be in your life, then you have to make time for the debate me people, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. So, Here's, let me see if I can play this. Uh, I got a couple of old Ojotes uh, cuts here. Yeah, but um, yeah, in general, like I... I don't think everybody has to like anybody who on the internet says debate me that you have to like go do it. But I, I think Rogan is obviously a huge platform. And if you had a lot of confidence in your opinions, then you'd be excited to go on Joe Rogan and get the information out there to as many people as possible because it is such a huge audience and such a cultural touchstone for so many people that like it, it totally i mean rogan's made presidential campaigns and yes so if you're peter hotez and you think that you're right then why wouldn't you go on on yeah. rogan yeah 
here's a, if you look at the total number of confirmed and suspected cases uh, outside of Africa right now, you're talking around 200, maybe half of them in uh, monkeypox, uh, Spain and, and Portugal, uh, and uh, a handful in some several other European countries. A, an outbreak that looks like it's happening in Montreal, and about three suspected or confirmed cases in the U.S. and in Massachusetts, New York, and Florida. So we're talking very small numbers. This is a virus that's not nearly as transmissible as something like COVID-19. It requires very uh, close. Some some people say face-to-face, -face intimate contact. Um, its transmissibility is way down and. And it's important to remember that because it, it does have some resemblance to smallpox, although it produces much less severe disease, we have all of these antiviral drugs, at least two different antiviral drugs and three different vaccines. Here's Hotez from mm -hmm. two years ago. Once the vaccine, and we're getting close, is truly available to all Americans, then can't we say, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your choice. But I no longer have to change my lifestyle. If you don't want to take the flu shot, Dr. Hotez, and I do every year, I don't actually care if you get sick. Here's the problem, Stephanie, um, partly with that, and that is that we, if, if we're going to really uh, get back to normalcy, and that means uh, not not requiring masks, going to restaurants and and bars and ball games and all the things that we like to do, it means that to halt virus transmission or dramatically contain it and slow it, we know from this transmissibility of these variants now that we have to reach eighty percent of the population. Oh. And so this is what's so self-defeating. Uh, of course, that is absolutely right. borne out to be false. False. The fact that people want to be defined of masks, yet they, they don't want to get vaccinated in order to get us to... People want to be defiant of masks. Mm -hmm. and they don't want to be vaccinated to get us to zero. Yeah, you were fine going on all the TV shows and giving out all this advice and saying all this stuff. But then, like, when somebody challenges you and says, go on Rogan... And, by the way, I don't think Kennedy is right on all the vaccine right. no, stuff. No, no, no. But so this guy, here is this guy. A place. And, and a lot of this is uh, coming out of rhetoric um, from conservative websites. And I'm sorry to say this, but if you... They were right, by the mm -hmm. way. Those websites were right. This guy, this quack is wrong. But listen yeah. to the Evening News Fox anchors. It's it's pretty bad. You had Tucker Carlson going on an anti, an, on several anti-vaccine rants. You had Laura Ingram target me and other uh, scientists the last, Targeted last couple him. of weeks. So this is so self- Whenever you call them out for being wrong about their prognoses, you're, they're being targeted. Feeding for the country. And we've got to yeah, figure out how Fauci to turn that around. Yeah, remember Fauci saying if you attack me, you're attacking science. That's right. Of people watch that. What about the rest of the country? There is growing talk about masks not being needed outside anymore. Israel just lifted their not being requirements. Needed outside. Should we do the same? Outside. Well, Israel, again, is in that position, Stephanie, because they figured out how to vaccinate the country, and, and we haven't. So, yes, we will get there, but not with just 40% of the population having a single dose. Uh, you're going to have to wear your masks outside unless you get more vaccines. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in terms of wearing masks outside, it depends where you are. If you're out in the country, out in a rural area, and you're not uh, coming across lots of people, um, yeah, I think that's probably okay. But, you know, I'll take a walk in the morning with my wife, Anne, and, and it's an urban neighborhood, and we're still wearing masks because we know... That, that means he's a psychotic, among yeah, other things. that's crazy. Still uh, a lot of transmission and still uh, a pretty high number These of people. These people are all psychotic. No time for them whatsoever. No time for them whatsoever. Um, 
can we do one more thing before sure. we jump to the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce? Yeah, I don't even know if there are messages. A little far back, but um, I want to... Uh, I'm resending. Okay, well, hang on, because I want to uh, resend you this to put it back there are a at lot the of top messages. of your feed. I think you're going to like this girl, but this whole interaction between um, seemingly a young lady and her um, like boyfriend or significant other... Uh, it kindled a lot of debate, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. They're setting this lady out to, with the fire. Mm-hmm. She's setting out to do a fun, wholesome activity with her boyfriend. Here, they appear to be, you know, those lanterns that you light and yes, then they float awesome. up in the air. Yes, and we like her, by the way. I think you're going to like her very much, but I want to hear your thoughts because the world is very mad at her okay, boyfriend. I don't know how to put it Stop out. On it. I want to let it go. Then let it go. She's still holding the lantern. Yeah. It's burning my fingers. Oh my gosh, put it out. Because I, I don't know how to put it out. Stomp on it. Put it down and stomp on it. I don't know how. Then, or let, let it go then. Pick one. Pick stomp one. Stomp it out for me. Pick one. Stomp it. Let it go or it put it out. Stomp it out for me. Put it Josiah, down then. It's still holding it. strong now. The whole thing's burning. Let it go. How? Let it go. You how? believe in me? Let it go or put it out. Me? Pick one. What if we cause a fire? I am a fan of Madison. I don't know how to put it out. So the internet seems kind of divided on if she's a danger to society and people who are so indecisive they can't decide whether to let the lantern go. She, or she has to no put idea it of it, but, but she has caused 18 car accidents. <laughs> As she's gone through the intersection, <laughs> she also um, believes in astronomy. Astrology. Astrology. Yeah, that's right. I um, like her, though. I'm and, all for her. And people who feel that her boyfriend's behavior was abusive and toxic and he was mean and horrible to her and that she should not let people treat her like that. Really? Yeah. They call that toxic? Yeah, and abusive. Yeah. Oh, my God. So his tone to her was, like, talking down to her and stuff. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yes, the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline, where you can leave chat chat messages, is brought to you by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, of course. All right. I hope you're ready, Alice. I'm hope ready. you're ready. You get a lot of messages. Wait. I'm confused. Did Alice throw up from eating dog food or did the dog throw up from eating people food i think it was a calzone or is it both i mean nothing would shock me at this point and i don't get tom are you saying the salads that were a dollar off at checkout <laughs> you stole them wait okay no they had an extra okay wait a few questions yes okay yes. it was a it was a calzone that made me throw up because I'm pregnant and I have acid reflux. So anytime mm -hmm. I eat anything greasy like pizza or like acidy, yeah. like tomato sauce, like I'm just killed. Like I can't sleep the whole night from throwing up. But, in, in, so, it, but it was from the rotten section, but it, but, it, but it was a beauty. It was a beautiful thing and Alice couldn't resist even though she knows. I know. I had like three bites of it and it was delicious. And I, but I 
paid the price for it because then I was mm-hmm. throwing up all night because I was really sick. But then Tom was mad because Pepper got the rest of it. And he she felt that it's a huge it bovine head up on Pepper. the table. It was good. And it was not yeah. actually rotten, but it. No, it was just, it was marked down. It was an... No, I just have really bad acid reflux. So I can't eat things yeah. like that late at this, night. This, this dog and I have a unique relationship. And she <laughs> has no. She wants people food all the time, and she will steal it from kids' hands. She doesn't care. Because you said the kid didn't scan them, so there it go. Oh, no, no. No, that, he didn't scan. It was like one of the things with the extra coupon on that it that they me. have to peel off the coupon and scan it at checkout, and the kid didn't scan the extra coupon. Yes. Damn it. That's my fault. I should have mentioned. He's you a manager, too. You peel off the coupons he was and a manager too. time, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. What were those? For like a dollar off. No, no. What were those? What were the items again? I don't know. It'll say on the coupon. Whatever that salad bag thing is. The prepared. Oh, it was bags of salad. Yeah, I don't know if we have them all anymore. You didn't pay for them. I did pay for them. Or I'm, I'm confused how that worked. I know it was a bad day. Super bad day. But I think you glossed over the speeding ticket way too quickly. Need to hear more about that because let's face it. All those other things, they happen. But the speeding, that's on you, bro. It's on what you. What speeding ticket? What speeding ticket? Tim, I didn't get a speeding ticket. I missed that in the last we'll have to go back and I didn't know I haven't gotten a ticket recently I've been pretty brazenly recently to be honest uh let's see oh Allison hey Tom and Alice hi Allison happy Father's Day Tom thank you this is Allison from Ohio guys you probably hear Allison at she's on Twitter you can find her at Allison Bishop Music dot uh, Allison Bishop Music dot com I think um oh it, it's in the show notes no it's in the other show 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 notes for the all you can eat all you can eat podcast and there's an original piece of music coming that we're going to start uh, using on that podcast as well. It's a great song. Um, first of all, can you please post a picture of your feet on Instagram? Because oh. I really want to see what they look like. You don't, no. Allison. They're no. not good-looking feet. They're, no. They're, they're just not. You I, don't well, want to see them. I will tell you that I would never trade them with other feet because they work really well. My <laughs> feet, they ha- they do. I've been I've I've spent my life walking long, really long distances. For for almost for thirty years now, you know, I, I mean, even when I lived in in Medford, I used to walk to Sullivan Station, and then from there to walk through East Boston to get to work or whatever, you know. In in at Entercom, when I lived in Beacon Hill, that's like f- six miles to get there, and I'd walk and sometimes jog back. But I loved walking, and I still do. So they're really good feet; they work well, but they're hideous to look at. Because uh, you've been talking about them so much. Second, I mean, you don't you think I should do that, right? No, I don't. They're hideous. No. Of all, I don't know what that atrocity of pork was that you posted on Twitter. What did I post on Twitter and pork? Maybe shake and bake, did you? Oh, oh, so good. From Cincinnati. I, I'm from Cincinnati. Oh, no, no, that's the pork oh. sandwich. Oh, the bologna. That's right. That's right. It looked like a little too gray. And I've never seen something like that. So um, I can't leave a message on your All You Can Eat podcast because I don't think you have a number for it yet. But I did send you some Skyline Chili, Ooh. which should be arriving on Tuesday. So you'll have oh, to wow. let me know what you think oh, about this is it. Huge. Anyway, uh, love the podcast. Hope you are having a great Father's Day. Thank you, Allison. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, Allison. That's Allison Bishop Music, by the way. She is, you see how sweet and lovely she is in Tim is just accusatory. I liked him and Alvin. They're both lovely in their own ways. By the way, I know it sounds like I have a lisp. I don't actually have a lisp. But what a cruel word lisp is. Yeah, it is, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like if you have a lisp and you have to say the word lisp. It's unkind, true. 
It sounds like you have a lisp, even if you don't have a lisp. <laughs> Who invented this language? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Just catching up on the other podcast. The um, oh god, you can all leave. All you can, all you can leave. All the food you can produce. <laughs> what the hell is the name of it? That is the all, all you, can, you eat, can eat. Podcast. All you can eat podcast. So uh, the discussion about vodka. I can attest to the fact that there are those of us who drink vodka straight. Really? Not with any sort of accoutrement. Like Tom had said, it does take take on the taste of whatever you put into it. Yeah. And shockingly, it's probably the only drink that I have with ice. Nice pint Belvedere vodka with ice. And that's it. And it's not it wasn't an occasional drink for me. I liked it so much that I actually haven't had it in nineteen years now. Wow. Yeah, nineteen years. That's how much I liked it. So you got to know your limits, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, mm. there are those of us who do, do drink vodka straight. Yeah. God, it sounds like I already had some I've had Serbian friends over oh, the house so who much. have poured themselves oh, a glass of, a of vodka of at our house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I only knew a guy from Russia who used to drink it straight. I just don't think it has, like, any taste. Um, yeah. I mean... So you can drink it straight. No, but I mean, I mean, obviously, I like it. We have it. You know, they come in little tiny bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a whack. The dichotomy between Mother's Day and Father's Day is interesting. Uh, for the former, my wife wanted to go out to breakfast together as a family, go to Barnes & Noble, go shopping, do a bunch of stuff together. And then she asked me what I wanted to do for Father's Day. And I said, well, I want to sit in the backyard by myself, uh, smoke some ribs and wings, mm. and uh, listen to old burn barrel pods. And she looks at me like Sounds I'm like crazy. Sounds like a perfect which, day. Granted, I am, but it's very funny. I think, for the most part, dads want to be left alone, and mothers want to hang out with everybody, which they already do anyway. I don't know. I'm I'm there with you. There is it's something. Funny. I mean, what is a man? What is a woman? We don't even know anymore. That's right. But, uh, so true. They're definitely different. Yeah, and I hear you, Danny. And I would say that that um, the it, hanging out with a grill. And usually some beer in podcasts. I mean, there's very few other things that are as wonderful as that. It's mm -hmm. just, you can get in the zone. Although I've been recently doing like yard work and getting some exercise and listening to podcasts, and it's just been a blast. Although I found a dead rat today, and I'm, I don't like that. That happens when we poison them. <sighs> well, you know, so it's a, it could have been old age. Else, you never know. Yeah, it's actually, I have a um, post. This is from like a month ago from Mother's Day. Um, I'll send you, we can talk about it on the other side, but there was a woman who was commenting on, um, how her husband's falling short for Mother's Day. Oh my goodness. Um, that we okay, can talk about on maybe, the other side. Okay. Second of maybe 10 messages for Sunday night for a few different reasons. One, I'm in the car and I'm bored and I like to uh -oh. leave you messages. And two, I'm calling you out, chat talk. What? The other night, I think it was Wednesday, you said, oh, there's only two messages here. And you sounded so forlorn, so down, crestfallen. <laughs> I left you a message that day, and I know it went through. And I think you deleted it. Oh, my goodness. You did you delete a message? I did not delete Did you message. listen to one so that it looked like it wasn't the right color anymore? No. Well, this is not acceptable. No, I would never delete it, Tim. 
I would never delete it. I didn't like to hear what I had to say. So I'll say it again. Oh, good. Good. When it comes to Wiffle Ball, I'm teaming up with Danny. I'm teaming okay. up with Tommy from New Hampshire. All right. We three are going to absolutely kick ass on anybody who challenges us. We take on any and all takers. And, <laughs> and Shattuck, you in particular, we're going to beat you like the redheaded stepchild that you were. We're going to beat you like an old drum. The only thing that's going to be uglier are your toenails that are going to be exposed uh. that day as you claw your way around the field in the grass trying to track down the balls that we hammer off those hanging curves you keep throwing. Bring it, baby. That means I need to... Two teammates, so I'm gonna have to do a draft it's lottery. Football ball teams of three. I don't even. Know. Well, no, there's three people on his team. Three versus one. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess we need a draft. So where does Tim and Canton get off? I mean, oh, uh, already dissension in the wiffle ball team. Mm-hmm. I said his name's not Tim. He's not even from Canton. Mm-hmm. He's on every show calling in. Thinks he's like Kirk's best friend. Ooh. Talks about hanging out with you guys. Calls every radio station in the country. Thinks he's hot stuff. Just he's a master of that. Thing. I that this is some. Yeah, I mean, we can't here. really take that from Tim. Ooh. I think. Calling, doing prank calls, and you know, I mean, nineteen eighty called Tim, and they want their oh jokes back. That is vicious, vicious. Including the one I just told. But, I mean, give me a break. You know what, though? I figured it out. On this Father's Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy is, like, the youngest of, like, 29 kids. So just an attention whore. <laughs> just wants everyone to pay attention to him. Me, 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 Wow. Me. I mean, come on, Tim. He's a content guy, Tim. I mean, the stuff he digs up and the stuff he, he's, he's got this database full of stuff and his calls and even the prank calls are are fantastic. And they're all, a lot of them are, are uh, like deep cut calls. It's very good stuff. I've got to defend him here. He's, he's, he, there's a lot of pretense about him and his constant sunglass wearing is uh, jerky. <laughs> In quotations, Tim. Give me a break. I like that he's got a pseudonym. Tim and Canton when he's actually like Ollie from uh, Winthrop. I like that. You know what? You claim you have this important job. Ooh. Yet I, I, I don't know how you have time to do it because you're too busy talking to Tradio in Nebraska <laughs> trying to sell him, you know, Blind Mike's cane for 20 bucks. You know. Just get a job, Tim. Get out of here. Ooh. Leave some clout for the rest of us. Vicious, vicious. Wow, show. I don't know. Is Danny still going to be on the wiffle ball? I team? don't know. I, this is a severe discord. I hope Mr. Cullinane is listening and culling this stuff. Hold on one second. Hold on. Let me just make sure. Damn, there's a lot of them. As always, I am ever fascinated and enjoy the talk about the. So notice, Alice, that this is a grudge match between these two. Yeah. On a shed shed. The shed shed is merely, we're bystanders to something yeah. else that's going on something here bigger. between the two Darker. of them. Darker. enjoy the talk about the SS Shattuck and the latest in the great squirrel and chipmunk wars of 2023. I can just see Tom out there in his, what are this? Um, hold on one second. We got a text. Is it possible that we missed? 
Yeah. Uh oh, we missed your sister's text. Is she here? I have the thing for them. I can give it to them while you finish playing Tim and Danny's grudge messages here. Yeah, I mean they may have been here. I'm not sure. Well, what are they? I don't. I still don't understand why I'm not on this text. Line. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, the Wakefield Mole says he's a wiffle ball free agent available to enter the draft for the Burn Barrel Tournament. So Nice. FYI. Um, in any case, do I need to go downstairs? Are they here now? Uh, I'm not sure. I've just sent her 18 texts. We'll see. Okay, so we'll find out. Uh. Shoes called the good dudes or something like that. Trying to stomp on them and they're too quick for them. Okay, I'm going to start this one again here. As always, I am ever fascinated and enjoy the talk about the SS Shattuck and the latest in the Great Squirrel and Chipmunk Wars of 2023. Oh, yeah. I can just see Tom out there in his, what are those shoes called? The Good Dudes or something like that? Yeah. Trying to stomp. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I had, um. those are Tom's. No, were they called Tom's? Tim, what were they called? Tom's? 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 I forgot. No, dude, I saw it was a dead rat today that I saw, but those chipmunks are everywhere. I actually cayenne the hell out of all of the the rock in bushes today. Hopefully that does something. On them and they're too quick for them. They are. And then the epiphany. Why don't I get an alligator <laughs> from, from Florida and let the alligator eat the squirrels and the chipmunks? And then a year from now, we're going to get the Alice. I can't believe. How many alligator babies there are in our gutters, under the deck, under the porch. Now I have to go kill alligators. What's a predator to an alligator? And the cycle just continues. Thank you for that. Truly. <laughs> yeah, I think I want to end up just shooting them. Um, it, I do have a, I do have some weaponry here that I could use. But I think that's the idea. What's the status, Alice? They're coming at 610. Oh, very nice. All right. Okay. This is Danny reporting live from Bill Recca. Very nice. Here. What did we just see? Oh, we saw that. Who sent us that thing? Oh, our friend Josh sent us that thing. What? The picture from Bill Ricca. Um. Oh, you have my phone. There's a, oh, it's somebody has writing on their house. I wonder if it's Danny's house. Oh. Look at the thread with Josh, Jason, and Jim on Hubbard. Okay. Um, hold on, Danny. On Father's Day, uh, Sunday. Father's Day? Happy Father's Day. You know, I know it's a little cheesy to wish someone a happy Father's Day, but I feel like, Tom, you have so many kids that you, you deserve it. Yeah. You need every little bit you can get. Oh. I'm just, uh, out here with the smoker, enjoying my last couple days of freedom before, uh, Danny and Baraka number two arrives. Oh, I forgot. That's very that. exciting. Did we, did we know that already? I think we did. Um... So so that's so that so you know one to two kids is fine. What does what does Danny's house say on the side of it? We found the picture. <laughs> um, you were sent a photo from someone we know uh, who was driving through Bilbrica. I can't see this. Send it. Throw it to me. I throw. It says, "Suck my wiffle blank <laughs> douchebag." That's what it's, so, at so least, it doesn't say that is, I've got, I have got confirmation that is Danny's house. Mm. And I'm locked up forever. So no, just uh, enjoying this, I'll, I'll check back. 
The transition from one to two kids is not that bad. Yeah, not that bad. That's still... It's three that screws things up. What was that great thing? Only stupid people keep going after that. Who was that great thing that, that they <laughs> sent us? Uh, no, we sent it out too. The guy saying that like four more, it's mostly just like about White Claw or something. <laughs> yeah. It's a great bit. Yeah. yeah. It, the, pro- the problem is, is that when you're outmanned... And you have to yeah. play zone, then you're screwed because yeah. it's just well, not enough. Two is e- two stays pretty low key because it's like one zero to one is a bigger jump than one to two. Once you do one, you can definitely do two. Right. Like one ex- threw you off. Going from being you, who had never been around oh, a yeah. kid in the last like twenty five years. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had no idea what to do. To With one kid, that yeah. was, like, more of a lifestyle shock than, like, the second kid was not a big deal. No. But then you go to three, and then it turns into chaos. i got to be honest with you, Alice. Mm-hmm. I think I avoided even touching the last two. <laughs> like, I mean, not wiping them. Do you know them? Not really. <laughs> Occasionally here as I uh, consume more tequila and oh, tequila. smoke some more meat before my world ends tomorrow. No. So, uh You'll have fun. I'll be back, but uh, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Danny. It's very exciting. Is this one of those deals where he's not allowed to have tequila if there's a new kid around? I know some people who won't like... Who don't drink when they have a new baby? Or or like around kids, which is when you need it the most. Yeah, we didn't have that. We like stopped for a case of Blue Moons on the way home. Uh, We had it delivered. That was how Jimmy brought that over. (laughs) Oh, hold on. Hold on. Just wanted to leave a message for Molly, the future indebted prison inmate, the one who's Molly, not Molly. looking forward. Oh, who's, right. Who's student loans she's not going to be able to pay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gotten huge now. To repaying her loan to an Ivy League school. She wants me, who has a working class heritage, me, who's working class, <laughs> working and she class wants heritage. my son and my kids. My two kids who are in the workforce and didn't go to college and are paying taxes, she wants them to pay her <laughs> degree. Tom, mm-hmm. please get the bleep sound ready because I got one message for her. <laughs> you! <laughs> and by the way, most of that, f*** you, Molly, because you ain't hot. Oh, my goodness. I don't judge people like that, Tim, so I don't know. I don't know the difference, obviously. Uh, okay, here we go. By the way, I think it was a few months ago now, a caller who was new to the podcast was asking for the best episodes to listen to. It was right around a year from this week, I think. Mm-hmm. I actually had COVID, um, so I listened intently to pretty much everything I could get my hands on. Yeah. And I think you guys were at your peak. So I, I would look ago? up around sort of June 20th-ish, year of our Lord 2022. <laughs> Check that out. I think those were some of the top burn barrel pods i recall some sort of a dramatic reading i think by alice of something would have been something sexual probably right there was somebody wrote a poem about like a city that was like rapey or something oh i forget i don't i don't recall i don't recall (sighs) i don't know i remember it was pretty darn good though so thank you uh maybe our historian tim and canton can go back in the the records there i don't know if he has He's mostly a KMS historian, I think. True. How long until some guy says he's trans and then goes to the LPG? By the way, it's going to happen, Danny. Oh, yeah. But, but by the way, the 
sound quality of Danny's calls are very good. Not that mm. I, I don't I, I care, but it's a very crisp sounding phone. Yay. Obviously watching golf right now. Not somebody really good like a John Rahm or a Kepka, but somebody just like almost there but not quite. Maybe like a Keegan Bradley. He's from Vermont. Um, you know, put a couple bolt-ons on him and get some. Yeah, it doesn't have any thoughts on bolt-ons. I don't use English. Yeah, this is the first time Alice and I have ever talked golf. Um, ever, ever. So, uh, John Rom does wear this clothing, actually, Alice. Oh, Travis Matthew. Travis Matthew clothing. He and I, John and I, uh, wear the same brand of Mm -hmm. clothing. Um, and it actually they they um the. Senator Blumenthal is leading a big investigation into the Live Golf uh, thing. Oh, and it was all he was all over the Sunday news saying it's it's potentially a fair, a foreign, um, yeah. s- like a defense threat or something. Tuck it pants from Target, and he'll go out and just cross the LG- LPGA tour. I mean, yeah, it's always the mediocre men who come in because they can't. They're not that good in the men's competition. Yeah. And then they come in and crush all the women. Yeah. That's what they do. I want, I want, how come I'm not, I can't crush anything, unfortunately, but I want in on this somehow. I want to. Yeah. This. You can't, you could join the girls high school sports team and you still would not win. No, I would not. <laughs> I, there's nothing. <laughs> I just didn't do a lot of winning this go around, Alice. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, as always, and for leaving chat chat messages. Um, and we will talk a little more about Mother's Day and the emotional labor that men make us do um, on the other side, uh, as well as some other stories that we didn't have a chance to get to. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you're still on Patreon, you can just stay there and listen. And if not, go to burnbarrelpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 